Hi, my name is Matt, and this is Off Topic. Today's topic, the 2018 Academy Awards. What you're about to listen to is our rambling thoughts on this year's nominees. Best Supporting Actors and Actresses, Best Leading Actors and Actresses, and, of course, Best Picture. We'll give you our votes on who should win, in addition to who we think will win. We're also going to talk about how voting works in the Academy, along with how the voting process has changed in recent years. As is the norm, Ben has indelible optimism about the Oscars. Well, I couldn't be more cynical if I tried. It is Saturday afternoon of Oscar weekend. Hopefully we will have this into your ears by Oscar Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about sort of our picks for the biggest categories. Um, what we think is going to win tomorrow or today or when, whenever it is right now. Or, or maybe if the Oscars were a month ago, mm-hmm. you'll just hear how wrong we are. Mm-hmm. Or if you're listening to this in like the year 2025 20, and you're just... You're just aching for that 2018 nostalgia. We're going to give you our, our picks of what we think will win and then what we think should win. Right. And there's very there's a very clear difference between that. I, yeah, but I found for, at least for the major categories, I've pretty much had the same. I mean, I, I'll preface with... Um, I haven't seen all of the movies nominated for Best Picture and all of the... Neither has anybody else. Yeah, no, that's true. But I, and I'm not going to pretend that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but Everybody else is going to pretend they have. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... We didn't see it, but you were great in it. Wasn't that so there's... a Jimmy Kimmel joke right there? That's true, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm kind of like basing this off of what I've read about movies mm-hmm. um, and what I've seen in the few that I have seen. And based on your the accuracy of your predictions for for previous award shows, that, that I'm well, pretty sure you'll 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 get a spot on. See, but here's the thing: the Tonys have always been my thing, not the Oscars. I've always been really good at predicting the Tonys, which is weird because I really have nothing to go off of because mm-hmm. I don't live in New York and I go there every few years at most. Mm-hmm. And how often does anybody ever go to Broadway? Right. Like, really think about that. And I, ju- I just read reviews of the shows and I make my predictions and I'm usually really, really accurate. Mm. The Oscars, maybe it's because it's harder to be less, maybe because when it's the Tonys I haven't seen any shows, it's really easy for me to be completely non-biased. Mm-hmm. With the Oscars, it's a lot harder for me to be non-biased, so I'm usually not as accurate with Which is why you have that second category. Right, that's true. But... What, what will win versus what should win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the, the Oscars, they, they have their formula, right? They, they love their biopics, their um, outstanding performances, you know, because most of the Academy is actors, so they'll love actors right. um, just going on about how great acting is or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's about the Holocaust, that's a bonus. And it used to be, and this is what seems to be the Oscars is shifting away, it used to be the movies that are about show business. Oh, yeah. Win Best Picture. Um, Now that seems to be changing to after, you know, from like 2010 to like 2013 when there was all the Oscars so white criticism and 
um, they seem to have become a lot more woke and they're like, we want to champion movies about sort of like social issues. Mm-hmm. And now... And that explains, you know, La La Land. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Birdman. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's sort of what... That's why La La Land didn't win last year, though. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, is everyone was betting, myself included, mm-hmm. was thinking La La Land's gonna win. That's the kind of movie that wins best. Picture. Everybody was predicting that. Yeah. And everyone was cynical about that, and there was that whole... We were talking about how, with the voting process... Yeah. Like... Like, ever since Crash, which was uh, it's, it's still a really, really divisive film, um, to have won Best Picture, the, the whole process has changed, right? It's, it's, no longer, it's no longer whoever gets the most votes. It's... What, what's the process? So, there's ten movies nominated for Best Picture, and instead of just everyone votes for their favorite, and the one that has the most votes wins Best Picture, which is the way it's done for all the other categories and the way it used to be done... They rank the movies, all ten of them, one to ten. So what that means, with a movie like La La Land, that was probably the most common number one pick. But there is that group of people with a movie like La La Land that passionately don't like that movie. Or they like, this movie's overrated, I don't get it, they rate it a lot lower. So that brings down La La Land, which means the movies that are consistently second or third end up winning. So Moonlight... That's why Moonlight won. So I think that's probably a good thing that the Oscars do, because it makes it a lot harder to predict what's going to win Best Picture. And it opens it up for it's not just going to be the movie that is about Hollywood, or the biggest movie that everyone's talking about. It makes it more of a level playing field. Still, though, it, it still might appeal to like the, the common denominator in, in the Oscars, because right. with the Academy, because um, it's it's not... Because once they do that process of elimination, right, they take out that one that was like number 10, number 9, then then it's they're asking people who maybe did vote on those two to mm-hmm. just go for something that's like, just like their next, like the, the next one after, like what's my number 2 right. pick? And you could really just have a, like, it's a, the, the end result is just a very general consensus. Of what movie is most appealing? Maybe it's not the best in their opinion, but it's like, well, I, I can't vote for this one anymore, so I'll have to vote for this one. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for sure mm-hmm. with um, Best Picture, because it's yeah, it's hard to predict with that. Some of these are easy. I think there's sort of no question who's going to win leading actor, mm-hmm. but we'll get into that. Um, and then the, we're and some of the categories we're not even going to bother. Animated feature is obviously going to go to Coco. It always goes to the big Disney slash Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's gotten so obvious that Woody and Buzz appear literally in, at the Oscars to mm-hmm. hand themselves <laughs> yeah. the Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That was was that actually when Toy Story three won? No, that was Inside Out. Oh, okay, okay. That would have been hilarious if it, it was what, the year that Toy Story 3 was nominated. Okay, yeah. No, they, they have done stuff where they have an animated character come up and present animated feature before, though. The uh, first year that uh, animated feature became part of the yeah. uh, the Academy Awards... Donald Duck? Is mm-hmm. that it? No? No, no, it was... It was... When they did the... When they presented the award, uh, you know how... When they're like, and the nominees are. Yeah. And then the camera... Switches over to whatever actor or or uh, or actress, or they show a clip from the film. For animated feature, 
in this was like uh, 2002, they cut to Shrek, like actual <laughs> Shrek sitting in the audience, <laughs> Jimmy Neutron um, and uh, Mike and Sully, and I'm, and I'm just thinking like, yeah, the Oscars think these movies are made for children. I mean, they are made for children. They they think we're right. children. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. It's like, and people like I also criticize the Tonys for sometimes being like belittling the best play category mm-hmm. that is sort of handed out like midway through the ceremony and they make a big deal of it at the time but really the big deal is best musical and then with the oscars it's best animated feature all right without uh, further ado let's let's start with uh best actor in a supporting role so our nominees are willem dafoe for the floored project woody harrelson for three billboards outside ebbing missouri and this is the last time I'm going to call it by its full name. <laughs> um, I don't care what the Oscars does. Uh, <laughs> at first you were reading them as if you were presenting at the Oscars. I was. You were like, here are the nominees for Best Supporting Actor in a... Yes, uh, that's... Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, label exactly what I was doing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then you're just like, I'm not going to use the full name of the movie. No. <laughs> okay. I wish they would do that at the Oscars, though. Just yeah. say, okay, this... This is the last time anybody is allowed to say Birdman in the... Well, that must be why the Oscars always run late. <laughs> That's true. Because they always say the full name of Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Mm-hmm. Or Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. That's why all the commercials look way cheaper after, <laughs> like when you get to the closing seconds of the Oscars. Yeah. Um, Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water. Okay. Uh, Christopher Plummer. Uh as Kevin Spacey in <laughs> All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards. So, uh, so Ben, what are what are your what's your pick for what will win? For what will win, I think it'll be Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards, and I think that's would be a deserved Oscar, and I think that would be probably my should win too. Although part of me wants to see it go to Christopher Plummer just to like suck at Kevin Spacey. Um. <laughs> Maybe they're just trying to distance themselves. They they, right. they acknowledge that there is an Oscar campaign for it, but like, you know, you did your best. I mean, I haven't seen it, but yeah, no, I haven't either. That's the thing. But like, and I, it, from like the updated trailer, it looked like Christopher Plummer is really good, especially considering it's like he got like a phone call from Ridley Scott one night, like, "Hey, can you meet me tomorrow?" And then, "Hey, we have eight <laughs> weeks. We're gonna start shooting tomorrow. You're gonna play J. Paul Getty." Like, oh okay. my gosh. Yeah. Okay, okay. So who do you think will win supporting actor? Uh, who do I think will win? Uh, I'm also going for Sam Rockwell. Um, I, I, re- I really enjoyed his performance. Yeah. I, think, I thought it was, like, um, really, really transformative. Yeah. How he, how he switches from, from just this bigoted, uh, racist prick to really, the, like, ends up being kind of the hero of the film. I don't, I don't know that they, he's redeemed... No, I think he does a nice... Uh, he does a good deed at the end of the film. I don't know that that redeems him. Yeah. But no, like, he does this wonderfully complex of this character that, like, you hate him, but you also see how clearly human he is. Yeah. like And you, like, you understand him. It felt, it felt very natural. And I think the Academy would recognize that. Um, my pick for should is uh, Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project. Right. Kind of miffed that, uh... That it, that Florida Project wasn't nominated for Best Picture, but of all the things in the film, mm-hmm. he's he's easily the best thing. 
even though I'm pretty sure of all the actors in the film, he's the only one that's like an actual actor. <laughs> Most of it is is stunt casting or like child actors. Oh, interesting. So, so I th- yeah. but I think he's the glue that holds it together, and it's I I really enjoyed that movie. So, yeah, that's my pick. Also, you were talking about stunt casting. There's been a push from uh, like the stunt community to have a best stunt coordinator mm-hmm. Oscar. Oh, yeah. I mean they. I think that is very much a important job because the mm-hmm. stunt coordinator can make or break an action movie. But then that opens up for all these other, That's other miscellaneous categories like best key grip, best caterer, <laughs> best caterer, <laughs> best craft <laughs> services employee. <laughs> so the nominees for best performance by an actress in a supporting role are Mary J. Blige for Mudbound, Allison Janney, I, Tanya. Laurie Metcalf, Lady Bird, Octavia Spencer, The Shape of Water, and Leslie Manville, Phantom Thread. And I've seen none of them. Guess that makes you a sexist. <laughs> but you renounce those names very eloquently. Thank you. So, we'll forgive you, I suppose. And the hypothetical Oscar goes to... Or sure, you can go first. Okay, go I'll ahead. go first. Um... So I think my choice for what will win, Octavia Spencer, um, as as a push for the representation side of the Oscars. Um, right. Yeah, I, I could see that. I, I could totally see that. Again, I haven't seen any of these when I just was Googling mm-hmm. about the Best Picture nominees and hearing what people thought. It seemed that most people were saying, I, Tanya. Mm. Alice and Janney, so I just decided to side with the majority. Mm. Um, so I'm not really qualified to say why I think she'll win, but mm. here's what CBS says. Mm-hmm. Um, In this year's pantheon of mother figures, the nobility of Blige's Florence gives way to the scheming of Alice and Janney's Lavana, mother of figure skater Tanya Hardy, in the faux documentary I, Tanya. The chain-smoking Lavana pushes up upbraids savages and inflicts immeasurable abuse upon her daughter on and off the ice but she also acts as a fiery protective mother to ensure tanya gets the same access to skating lessons as more well-to-do girls and to what end certainly not the gain of the unceasing love of her child as indicated in this wonderful scene between janny and margot robbie which we're not going to watch because of copyright yeah the mother figures seems to be a seems to be a thing right. at least with i tanya and uh and Lady Bird. Um, but I'm still going to go with Octavia Spencer because the Oscars, they need to prove that they're not all white. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and as far as who I think should win, uh, I think I'm going to go with Laurie Metcalf for yeah, Lady Bird. Um, I think I'm going to go with Laurie Metcalf <laughs> for Lady Bird uh, just because that movie, in a weird way, reminded me of my... If it was because the story is a mother and daughter um, yeah. dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on my watch list. I I really want to see that. It's excellent. Yeah. Uh, and Laura Metcalf reminds me a lot of my mom, and so I want to hmm. commend her for for her portrayal of my mother. <laughs> so that's cool. That's my choice. Now to best actor in a leading role. The nominees for. Best performance by an actor in a leading role are Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread, Timothy Chalamet, Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Kaluuya, Get Out, Denzel Washington, for Roman J. Israel-esque, 
And Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. So, yeah, my choice for Wolin is probably going to be uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Just because apparently this is his f- farewell performance. And Oscars mm, love Daniel Day-Lewis so much. I personally didn't find anything compelling about his performance in, in Phantom Thread. But I'm just going to be cynical. Say it's Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, and as far as what I want to win... It's so weird trying to figure out, like, best actor in, a, in, a, in a, like, right. in the whole year of a film. Like, all these, like, best actor, best actress is, like, it's picking from a select group of movies that I don't really find all these performances that engaging to begin with. Right. It's just, like, I like the movie. Maybe it's not the actor that's, like, wow, what a performance. Right. Well, that's kind of why I think for both would and should is Gary Oldman, because that's the reverse in that scenario. This is not a bad movie by any means, Darkest Hour. It's a standard biopic about Winston Churchill, um, but Gary Oldman's performance in that is just unlike anything I've ever seen, and it, I'm, I'm surprised Darkest Hour is nominated for Best Picture. I mean, yeah, you, you were saying like the Academy loves their biopics. But there's nothing really that remarkable about the movie. It's just Gary Oldman was incredible. And I, I have a hard time imagining anyone else getting that Oscar. I really enjoyed What's-His-Face from Call Me By Your Name, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet, I think? Chalamet. It's like French, Chalamet. Chalamet, Chalamet. Well, there's there's an L before the M. He's the new uh, Sashori Ronan. <laughs> I think I got her name right. <laughs> Sashuri. Sashuri Ronan. No, he was he was great. Um, he played uh, he played uh, a pervy seventeen year old very uh, very smoothly. <laughs> don't, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to explain why I enjoy calling by your name is well, a, it's, it's it's that that is a kind of a hard character to play, especially because with those kind of characters, I mean, this is what was really not that uh, this character was. Pervy, but um, like playing the seventeen-year-old, mm. um, and not having the audience judge you is a really difficult thing to do, and that was mm-hmm. done really, really well by Ben Platt uh, with the Tony for mm-hmm. Dear Evan Hansen, um, because you you with characters like that, there's all these moments of them making decisions, and uh, with, uh, with a lot of seventeen-year-olds are very stupid, mm-hmm. um, but you need to tell their story because like you need to show like the emotions that they're dealing with um um in that phase of life and or or you don't play up the moments where it's sort of like charming and like they're naive Mm -hmm. but you want to just show like the the complexity of that time so that's not an easy thing to do so no and and i think much of what hinges on that film is is the is the chemistry between him and Army Hammer. It's really, really clear. And what pulls the movie out of just being uh, a weird romance between a grown man and a 17-year-old boy mm-hmm. is that he's the one that's really pushing on, on Army Hammer. And he's the one that's um, really initiating all these things. So it really um, amplifies consent. I'm not sure what the legal age is over in Italy, but we're... Oh my goodness! (laughs) (laughs) Had the honest trailers put it, it's it's 
it's really beautiful, but it's also kind of creepy when you right. strip the art away from it. Um, so. Well, that's nothing new. A lot of movies are creepy when you strip the art away from it. Even Back Disney to the future. movies. Oh, Back to the Future. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Lion King. Yeah. Uh, so for Best Actress in a Leading Role, uh, nominees are Sally Hawkins, The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand, uh, Three Billboards, Margot Robbie, I, Tanya, Sashari Ronan, for Lady Bird and Meryl Streep for The Post. So, Ben, what do you think? Who do you think is going to get Best Actress? I think it is going to go to Frances McDormand for Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. <laughs> um, Any follow-up reasons? <laughs> uh, this is what separates a podcast from a list. Like, I, think, I think Three Billboards is going to be like the movie. The like, movie. the movie for the Oscars this year. It's just going to be a matter of... Not that she's undeserving, but it's going to be a matter of... When in doubt, three billboards. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be Shape of Water. Do you? Shape of Water has 13 nominations. Right. Maybe. Yeah. But then again, it might that might also be... Uh, the, the one that gets all the technical awards. Yeah. That usually goes to, like, the fantasy or sci-fi films. Yeah. Right. If we're going to get super cynical, that's... Um, I mean, I thought, though, she was just phenomenal, the amount of, I don't, it would, I don't know what to say about her performance, I just watched this at, like, two in the morning. You know, this reminds me of, um, whenever I'm teaching ESL, and I, um, I'll ask, I'll ask my students, like, do you know what this word means? Like, yeah, yeah, I know what it means, and I'm like, so can you tell me? <laughs> Oh, I can't, I can't really. <laughs> and that happens even with English speakers. Yeah. And and so that, that happens in movies too. It's like, it's a, just a feeling like, oh, this movie is so good. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of a lot of movies on this list. I'm just like, yeah, it was good. That's it. <laughs> yeah. As far as my choices go, I, I think for the Wood, a lot of people are talking about Margot Robbie's performance in I, Tonya. But I think I'm probably going to side with you with, with Francis McDormand. Um, Pretty much the exact same reasons. That feels just like, yeah, when in doubt. But as far as who should win, I'm just gonna go with uh, with my celebrity crush, Sally Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also, I mean, how it, it probably takes a lot of work to, to play yeah. a, a mute, uh, mute character. So there's a lot. That's of, true. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of physicality to that role. So um, yeah, but it, it really is just yeah, she's my celebrity crush. So. Yeah. That brings us to the big one. The best picture. picture. Mm -hmm. Do you think they're going to mess it up this year? <laughs> I, my, my choice for, for who should win, I think, is... I, I want it to be kind of a disruptor, but... No, um, but do you think they're going to announce the wrong winner? <laughs> oh, that. Oh, <laughs> oh, that. Okay, okay. Uh, they're definitely going to make a joke about it. It's gonna oh, for really, sure. It's going to be really forced, and uh, everyone's just going to laugh nervously about it, because they all, they're all they all thinking, like, what what if it happens again? <laughs> and it's probably going to have something to do with Jimmy Kimmel roasting Matt Damon. It's going to be something like, well, what do you expect from a guy who looks like Matt Damon? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Of all the predictions that <laughs> we make for this, that's probably the, the most accurate prediction. <laughs> um... All right, so for best picture, do you, do you want to want to announce it? Okay, announce it. <laughs> this is this is this is what will win best picture tomorrow night, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, definitively. Mm -hmm. um, no, no, um, best pictures become really hard to predict. We talked about this earlier, but 
they've changed their system and it's become increasingly more difficult to predict. But I'm also now, this year is when I'm starting to be a little bit more strategic mm -hmm. rather than just going like, this is what seems to be the front runner. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's going to be three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. And I would say that would be would and should. All of my woulds have been also my shoulds. Mm -hmm. um, I watched that just like this morning at like 2 a.m. <laughs> And it kept you awake. It so. did. Yeah. Which is like, it's not, which is really impressive because it's not like a fast paced, it's not, look at me, look at me, look at me. It's It's not a showy movie. No, it's not. Yeah. Um, but it was able to keep me awake at two in the morning. <laughs> um, and yeah, it, I just, I find I really, the main thing for me was I really resonated with the characters. Like it's so well written. And well acted because um, because they were so hateful. <laughs> they were so hateful, but real at the same time. Nobody, there was not a single saint in that movie. That's true. Yeah. 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 If you if they weren't a saint, they were a complete idiot. Right. Yeah. Like there's two uh, there's two like dumb blonde type girls right. in the film, and I, I feel like they could have been sisters in the films in the film's <laughs> universe. Um, yeah, it was just a it was a film of uh, just angry, bitter people. Yeah, and um, I think that's actually my my choice for what will win. Um, okay, three billboards. Um, like like you said, it's it's really engaging for how just real it feels, and I I like that it really plays on how 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 tragedy can can affect you emotionally. Um, not in just like oh I'm gonna cry my eyes out like it. Can make people really, really hateful, really spiteful, yeah. and it really shows the uh, transition of emotions from that. From after someone dies and you don't know um, what to do with it. So, so the premise of the film mm -hmm. uh, is uh, Frances McDormand plays a mom whose daughter was uh, uh, raped and killed, and for seven months the police. Uh, or seemingly have done nothing to, to uh, investigate the crime. And so she puts up these three billboards that calls out the police chief, uh, played by Woody Harrelson, uh, for, for not uh, solving this crime. And um, that, of course, has a ripple effect of, uh, of fingers being pointed at people and, and just um, everybody just turning on each other. Mm -hmm. And... I'm guessing the reason why it's called Three Billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, uh, which is, by itself, sounds like the most boring movie ever. Right. Well, why it's called, aside from the fact that she rents Three Billboards outside yeah. of Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. Outside of that. Yeah. It, it's because it's, like, such a small thing. It, it, it like, it's a right. spark for this huge fire of hate and fury. And the whole thing with the film, right, is how, how hate just begats hate. Yeah, it's kind of a movie that just makes you mad at everything. Yeah, yeah, and then, um, and then on a dime, yeah, it, it it makes you hate everything. But then, you it's not it's not a film where like characters are likable. It's you understand mm -hmm. them, and then, um, you spend enough time with them where it's like, okay, I I I get where, where um, this racist prick is coming from. Yeah. Um, so I think that's something. Um, that's really something for a film to do. For sure. Yeah. Um, as far as my should win, uh, I, I really just want Get Out to win because... Mm. Not because it's great. 
not because it's uh, with predominantly black people, because it's a horror film. And I find the idea of a horror film winning Best Picture to be kind of inspiring in a, in a weird okay. way. Yeah, whenever it comes to like these these activist movements, like I'm all for representation, and I think it's great the, the direction we're going for. Um, but also like just how the genres are f finally getting more uh, attention. Like we're finally getting really good straight up horror films that are actually freaking scary. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's so cool how, it, especially where this movie comes from, from like the guy from Key and Peele <laughs> from Blumhouse. It's like, how does, how does that happen? And so I really hope it just goes as far as it, as it can go. Because that will really push the Oscars away from this whole Oscar so white thing. Yeah, that that's true, and I I could totally see, see that happening, but probably not. <laughs> probably not. It, um, yeah. yeah, but it's I feel like when it comes to other genres, the Oscars is willing to nominate a genre that they don't usually favor, but they don't usually make it win. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, nominations will still push a movie forward but i also feel yeah. like this could be the woke the most woke oscars yet um but i'm editing that out <laughs> <laughs> finna woke <God. laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay well explain explain to me why it's the most woke uh, um well i just feel like i mean you maybe maybe i think that every year though because mm -hmm. The nominees come out and you think, oh, hey, maybe the Oscars are starting to go this way. Mm. But then awards night come and they go back to being the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, you're talking about, like, comparing the nominations to actually who actually wins? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. I hope you enjoy watching the Oscars. Oh, well, let's... Well, uh, are you... one more, one more uh, prediction. What Do you predict that the Oscars will be uh, um, horribly cringe-inducing? <laughs> I, I don't I don't think so. No. Mm -hmm. I think they've they've gotten better in recent years. Yeah. Here's what I'll say. I think the Oscars are gonna be less cringy than the Tonys this past year seem in retrospect. Oh man, the Tonys, what's that gonna be like? <laughs> next year, next oh year my God. all the Kevin Spacey jokes next year. Oh no. <laughs> I take out. I take all of my uh, oh, I know. back. It, yeah, this this the Oscars is gonna look way better compared to the Tonys. <laughs> uh, oh, they must be deeply regretting that right now, choosing Kevin Spacey. But like at the end of the day, it's these all these things with the Oscars. It's like when whenever whenever actors or comedians get try to bring politics into this, it's it's just trying to elevate it. Uh, the Oscars above what it really is. It's just, it's just an award show for movies. It's not, right. It's not. A, it's not politics. This isn't an election, but people hold it up to the standard for some reason. Like, like if this movie wins Best Picture, then then that that speaks ill about about all these other good movies. Like, no, those are still great movies. It's just this very elitist group of people decided that these ones are the be are the best. Mm -hmm. And I guess people like attached to that, like they think, oh, if if all of these expensive Hollywood people think this movie is the best, then and if I think it's the best, then that must mean I have a really uh, important opinion. Like when when I watched, um, I think it was the 2015 one with Birdman, and when that one won, it, it felt like winning the Super Bowl for me. And so I can understand that, but now I'm, I'm just getting cynical and just, you know, yeah, it's just an award show. <laughs>
Right, yeah. I, I can understand that. At the same time, though, people are, when you win an Oscar, you're given a platform with mm-hmm. the whole world listening, and they say, you can say whatever you want. Like, I, I don't want to say, don't share something that's important to you. Right. Don't, if, if you really want to, you, you know, you've given this platform with everyone watching, if there's something you really want to say that's really important to you, then I would say, go ahead and say it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I agree, though. Sometimes people are like, oh, the Oscars have to be about this and this and this. But no, they don't. People can say what they want. Remember in the Tonys when, when Bette Midler won? <laughs> <laughs> and she went on and on. Don't do that. Don't, don't have a t- like a 15-minute acceptance speech. That was... I, like, I loved it when um, Robert and Chris Anderson Lopez won for Best Song for Frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and they gave their acceptance speech in rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a way to make it expedient. Yeah, and so I guess we'll just have to see, you know. See how it goes. We'll see who was most right. And uh, we'll have a post-Oscars talk, talk about how cringy, not cringy it was, and who falls down the stairs on their way to, to get their <laughs> Oscar, uh, who mispronounces someone else's name who gives an acceptance speech 10 minutes too long, and um, who's going to be the uh, La La Land Moonlight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or how, And how are they going to... Handle all of yeah. that. All, how are they going to handle all of last year? <laughs> yes. We'll just how have... are we supposed to honor 2017? <laughs> I don't know if honor is the right word. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just have to wait and see. Anyway, this has been Off Topic.